0: Fantastic, and I am on, are we, are you on, fantastic, just before you take a seat, Suresh you're all over it, Um, just before you take a seat, I want, let's do something, Um, make yourselves as big as you possibly can, like just really just stretch out, stretch out your arms, that's right, reach up to the highest heights, that's it, take a deep breath in, deep breath out simon says touch it no i'm joking um and take a seat that's fantastic do you know that uh, you are big people and often when you make yourself physically large and i'm just not talking about eating too much but making yourself physically large that means that uh, often it gets blood flowing to the to the tips of your toes their fingers aren't they tips of your fingers and uh, it uh, really helps you concentrate and engage in what's going on so who's ready for this morning Amen. amen praise god so right now this morning is going to be a little bit different than uh, than what you may have experienced and for those who who uh, you might only be new to church you might only be new uh, watching online uh, in church and uh, what I'm going to be doing this morning is what we would phrase as a term of uh, uh, what we would call an activation now what an activation is is a little bit like um, you know a little bit like this I went to uh, the chiropractor a little while ago and uh, you know how who loves to go to the chiropractor and get straightened out like is it just like the best feeling ever well a couple of people like it most people it's not the best feeling ever like they twist you in all sorts of ways and crunch you this way and they say how's that you go oh, good but really you know that the benefit's going to come about 10 days later right but, the, but I went to the chiropractor uh, a little while ago and uh, and uh, my chiropractor said to me, Matthew, your core is not very good. And I said, well, I eat an apple a day, I eat the core as well, it should be pretty good. Uh, but, they, but she said, no, Matthew, silly, that's not the core I'm talking about, I'm talking about your core strength. And so she gave me these exercises to do. One is called the dying bug. Did, Uh, okay, the dying bug goes something like this. I'm gonna send the camera, here you go. If I step back here, I'll be able to, all right. This is the dying bug. So everybody on the floor, just pretend to do the dying bug. This is the dying bug. And see, it involves a lot of coordination here. So it goes this, that way, and that, that way. That's a pathetic applause. Like I just put my life on the line right there. So that's the dying bug. Another one is like it's called, it's almost called the silly seal. I'm not going to do that one, but no, I'm not going to do that one. And so, and so what it was, it was reactivating and engaging my core. My core muscles needed waking up. How many know that we've got physical muscles that need waking up? right how many know that we've got areas of our emotions that need waking up a couple of people agree with that one all right how many know that there is a spiritual awakening that is continually available to us and it needs waking up okay fantastic so in this activation today when i'm not going to get you to do the dying bug and i'm not even going to get you a To do a spiritual dying bug what i'm going to get you to do is actually walk through some of the things some of the reasons why we do what we do during worship and what you can do at home as well is that cool but before we do that we're going to just hook into some scripture if i can get that title slide up tk isn't our camera guys and tk doing a great job it's like it's like they're not God, but they have to be in like six places at once. You know what I mean? They're walking from the back room to the camera, they're adjusting that and adjusting that so that everything uh, can happen online. Do you know that we had some people from regional Victoria call up and want some of our hoodies? Woo! Come on. I heard from Stephen Safira, who are away over in the mainland called Tasmania at the moment, and they were walking down the street with matching hoodies. Like, isn't that like the cutest thing ever? And like they're walking down just rocking it. You know, Safira rocks it a lot better than me. And Steve's just like super cool. Anyway, they're walking down there with their matching hoodies and somebody stopped them and said, where did you get those from? They are awesome, right? And a whole healing conversation took place as a result, right? So hoodies are not just cool. They get you into cool convoys as well, all right? So (coughs) we're talking today about prayer and we're talking about the power that you carry turn to the person beside you and say it's about the power that you carry i'll begin to by this statement here is and that prayer everybody say, everybody say prayer. prayer everybody say worship. worship now worship is just a it's a lifestyle that we live it's not just banging out a few tunes or singing a few songs worship is everything that we do when we go to work we worship because we worship we work in such a way that honors god and honors uh, our ability to be called a christian and a follower of jesus christ so prayer worship and our testimony everybody say testimony are being eroded by the busyness of life prayer worship and our testimony is being er eroded by the busyness of life and its demands upon you god says this and i just get a sense that we're in a season right now that god says put me first and when i say me i'm not saying me i'm saying him amen so put me first and sometimes that might mean drive a smaller car live in a smaller house on a smaller block but the point is this is that when we put god first then he takes care of all of those other things amen now, the world would say, put yourself first, take care of yourself first, and you know, do a little bit of charity work on the side, and that'll make you feel good, and that'll make you contribute in, into society. But God says this very, very clearly, and he has said it back in the Ten Commandments. He said, you will have no other God besides me. And unfortunately today, we can make gods out of other things. The need for busyness, the need for work, the need for, you know, greater money or a bigger car or a a bigger boat or even just a car. (laughs) Um, But the truth is this, is that when we put God first, then he positions us in a supernatural way to receive those things anyway. Hello? Hello? when i was called into the ministry i did not want to be poor god i said to god god i don't want to be poor i don't want to live like my parents live i don't want to live like my family lived and i and and i i said but it, but he said if you put me first you'll never lack for anything and anna and i have just been having conversations just recently and as we even as we look in our lounge room i can say well that was given to us 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 and that was given to us too. <laughs> i haven't had to pay for much furniture have i you know it's all like a jigsaw puzzle that doesn't fit but it, you know it func- it's functional right and so this is an amazing experience that where we have collectively put god first he has taken care of the rest you know somebody a little while ago and i, I don't like to say this sort of thing because you know um i look i'm telling you this to build your faith is that okay it's to help you believe but we've desperately needed a new couch and we bought a couch like earlier on in our marriage and you know you know those you know those leather couches that are not really leather you know what i mean it's like leather on the top but it's like this pu leather just don't call it leather just call it pu like it's just not not good it just cracks all the time and that was a joke if you want to laugh that would be Oh, that's the sad truth. right? <laughs> Everyone goes. I've got one of those. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, um, and so and so. You know, it had cracked and everything, and and it was a real crack up. <laughs> and uh, so the um, the couch was going. The, the couch was just really dying badly. And uh, you know, we'd said, oh man, you know, we really need, really need a new couch. Do you know that somebody gave us this, f- two, like a three seater and a and a chase? If you know what a chase is. And, uh, and, uh, and, and then two, like a two-seater recliner, full leather, white. I reckon there. I don't know, I don't, I don't want to put a price on it, but it'd be thousands of dollars worth of couch sitting there right now, right there, right? And this person got it off Facebook Marketplace for Next to Zip, and it was just an amazing set of circumstances. But the truth is this, God said, I'll supply every need. I'll supply every need. Put me first and I'll supply every need. And you see, this is the way that we live life. This is the way that I implore you to live your life. Put God first and he'll look after those things. Doesn't mean that there won't be any challenges. It doesn't mean that there won't be any times of where you go, gee whiz, I'd really like, and you can fill in the blank. But the truth is this, he knows how to look after you better than you know how to look after you. Hello? How many, how many enjoyed Joe Habermill last week? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we're going to be releasing uh, some of the uh, Identity Conference sessions over the coming weeks. So I just encourage you, uh, encourage you to stay tuned to our, um, to our uh, YouTube channel there because they are going to be life-changing messages for you last uh, two weeks ago I, I started off with this point and said this we are all carriers of presence we are all carriers of presence and uh we illustrated this and i need some volunteers again is that cool jackson i know you're busting to come and volunteer i know he was he was just like pick me pastor matt pick me so jackson can come and grab a candle mate just give him a welcome Absolutely, Prabha, Prabha, can we have you, is that all right, thank you, welcome Prabha up here, yes, that's right, and uh, I'm going to give you, uh, well, I'm going to lend you that for the moment, well, you might be able to keep it afterwards, all right, who, who's who's busting next? Another child. Aaliyah, Aaliyah, come on Aaliyah, come on Aaliyah, I'm running out of time here, so here you go, and who would like to come next, one more, go Kelly, all right, all right, so we're all carriers of presence. There's a good-looking family up here if you want them there. Uh, there you go. So while Sam's having his moment, I'm going to come over here with Prava. And so... so <laughs> hashtag, right. So, so what happens is this, is that when we, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour, there is a spiritual awakening that, that takes place. We are created as, as triune beings. We have our body. You, you know that by... Prabhupada has a body. I have a body. We can touch it. We can feel it. We can, it it's, it's alive, right? We also have a a soul. Uh, our soul is generally made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions, and and that's where our where, where we can choose. That's where we feel. Our soul is very much I centred. It's I driven. I feel. I see. I smell. I this right. I want. I want, and that's why where the areas and the issues of our soul, and then. Uh, our soul becomes often awakened to the spiritual things. It can't connect with the spiritual things, but it becomes awakened with, to the spiritual things. Anybody get a sense of when you walk into a dark place and you go, oh, I just don't like being here. There is that sense and there is that awakening that your soul has to the spirit realm, but it does not connect, why? Because God's given us a spirit. And uh, the Bible says that we are spirit, God is spirit, and we are spirit. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, and I'm going to be making TK run back. Isn't he doing a great job? Come on, thank him again. Like, he's the flash. Um, and uh, and, and uh, John 24, 23 says this. It says, it says, as he's typing it in, it says... It's all about spirit and truth. And it says, it's about the, there we go. From here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but the right heart. This is the Passion Translation. Uh, And the right heart. From here on, uh, right heart. For God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him. Everybody say worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and truth and what i want to focus on today is the area of truth i don't think anybody in this room has an issue that we must worship in in him in spirit right but you see there's an issue in the area of truth okay and the truth is this when we give our heart and our life to jesus our body comes into a state of awareness of the healing power that he can bring, right? An awareness. We, we sometimes we might be healed instantly. So the Bible says some, some were healed as they went, as they applied their faith, continued to believe Jesus, and as they went, they were healed. And then when we come to Jesus, we say, Jesus, I need you. I'm tired of doing this life on my own. I know that there is eternity. I know that you have a plan for my life. And, uh, and by faith, I'm going to give my life to you. And I'm going to trust that you're going to lead me through this next stage of life this, the, for the rest of my life. And at that point, our spirit is awakened and made alive. And at that point, our spirit has the opportunity to connect and worship with God in spirit and in truth, okay? Now, when that spirit comes alive, it's a bit like this. So Prabhupada's just given her heart to Jesus and uh, she's invited the Holy Spirit in to fill her life and make her come alive. And now the Bible describes that there is a flame, Paul writes to uh, a spiritual son, Timothy, and he says, "Fan the flame that has been that has been lit within you. Fan that flame." All right. He didn't say he didn't say ask God to fan the flame. He didn't say pray and fast so that your flame would be lit. The instruction was very very clear. Paul said, "You fan the flame." It is your responsibility to see that fan flamed. Now, that flame fanned, right? Not enough to blow it out, but so that it builds and so it grows and so it becomes what is called an all-consuming fire. David talks about in the Psalms that, Lord, you are an all-consuming fire, that you consume me and you might think well i don't want to be consumed by fire no we're not talking about literal fire we're talking spiritual fire what it is is it's an awakening in your heart it's an awakening in your spirit and that you have this ability then to connect with the father with the spirit of god now we know that once we give our lives to jesus once we step into that moment our spirit is awakened and it causes us to walk differently it causes us to talk a bit different we might want to watch what we say a bit more or we know that we start to learn on our discipleship journey that the power of life and death is in the tongue so I hate the way I look today say that for the next 10 days and see how you feel about yourself it's amazing how it changes you amen but if you get in the mirror and even if you don't by faith you go man you look good today right you're going to go about your day very very differently all right you should try it you might husband say to your wife even that too you look a beautiful that was very you look beautiful today (laughs) you look beautiful today right and so and so and so we know that the power of life and death, so it causes us to walk differently. And what happens, go choose somebody to stand beside. Prabhupada, your hair looks beautiful today, actually. You've had it done. I'm not I'm not gonna don't worry about it. Just, just go find somebody to stand beside. Stand beside. And so is given her life to Jesus. She has a flame that will not be put out jackson's given his life to jesus he's invited the holy spirit he too has a flame that needs a bit of work just pray for jackson please um and kelly's the pressure. is working great now go find somebody to stand beside i know we did this illustration two weeks ago but i want you to remember something these are scented candles hopefully you'll start to smell smell them as well what happens is there is a different fragrance in your life as you walk around other people and it is noticeable all right and what happens is the Holy Spirit starts to prompt you in certain areas and it is explained that we are carriers of his presence we become ambassadors for Jesus we become we carry the ability to represent represent him it's like it's like you know I'm representing Jesus to you through the actions and the presence that is on my life right right and so what happens there is that people start to notice things differently you come into church even differently you know they, 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 have you ever met somebody that's sort of just living on the fence oh i'm not too sure about this christianity thing but i'm just gonna you know i'm just oh, look i'll just check it out I'll attend church look they're lovely people you know they, you know some of them dress good some of them are stuck in the 50s but you know you know they're pretty good people right and so what happens is you start to go, well, I, I, I have this sense of home in church. You know, they love me no matter what. This is unbelievable. You know, I, I go to that club and that club and there's that click and there's that click there. And, I, you know, it's hard to build relationships. But, you know, at church, they just love me no matter what. And you see, then what happens is we start to understand and appreciate that the presence of God is starting to impact and permeate our life, causing an awakening within us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says this, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? This is like a statement and a question all at once. All right, it's a statement. Do you not know? It's a bit like, duh, duh do you not know have you forgotten are you not aware that you are temples of the holy spirit why have you left this slip why this is what paul's saying right paul's saying to the church in corinth this up-and-coming vibrant church it was a large church it was an affluent church it was helping the needy you know what it was doing it was ticking all the church boxes all the good church boxes and yet here paul writes to corinth and says do you not know that it's not just about turning up to church it's not just about singing the songs it's about coming and being temples of the holy spirit carriers of the power and the presence of the holy spirit and you see my bible says and i'm pretty sure yours does as well and it says they that believe that it'll be a signs following gospel in other words there'll be signs following wherever you go go why because it's the presence of god that you carry and what are those signs jesus freak no it what those signs are is love i just displayed love to somebody i just encourage somebody i just help somebody and as you grow spiritually and you step into the spiritual gifting that god has given you whatever that might be and if it's healing somebody might go oh You know, I've got such a headache. Hey, let me pray for you about that. Well, you've always loved me. You've never spoken badly about me. You walk differently to everybody else I know. It's weird, but okay, I'll let you pray for me. And in that moment, there is an opportunity of where that person's soul has an encounter with the healing power of God that affects their body. Not yet is their spirit awakened, but it is being breathed upon in that way right second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 and 18 which is not in my notes (coughs) second corinthians chapter 5 verses 17 and 19 says this i'm going to read it the way that it's written in your bible and then i'm going to read it uh without the translation of it all right now if if you guys if those candles are getting heavy i've finished the illustration and so i'll let you either bring them back here stay lit or you can blow them out yourself. Give them a hand, yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Brilliant. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if, if. So what that states there is if anyone who is in Christ, if. That means that you can not be in Christ can you can attend church for 30 years of your life but you can't be in christ how do i know that because if we fast forward to the book of revelation he, he, he jesus says these words be far from me i never knew you but lord they still called him lord we cast out demons in your name we healed the sick in your name man how cool would that be praying for people and seeing them get healed surely i'm doing the work of jesus But no, there's this one thing that Jesus gets hung up about in regards to you and me. He wants to be in relationship. You can sweep his driveway, wash his car, maintain his horse, speak good things about him. But if you're not in relationship with him, he says, lukewarm. This is a hard word, but but eternity depends upon you hearing what I'm saying right now. That's why Paul says, if anyone is in Christ. Now that's the bad news. Are you ready for the good news? You ready? If anyone is in Christ, this is, this is the way your Bible reads, uh, translates it. He is a new creation. Are you excited? Yes. A new creation? I'm new, baby. <laughs> I might be losing a bit of hair and putting on a few pounds or losing a few pounds, but I am brand new. The truth of this is the translators put the he is in. The way it actually reads is this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation! Exclamation mark. This is the truth of who you are in Jesus Christ when you come to him. And this is the reality of where we are at. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you come to this moment and say, I don't know it all. I haven't got all the answers and I'm not too sure about this thing. But by faith, I'm going to step into this moment of saying, Jesus, I need you to be Lord of my life you've directed, you've called, you've been that still small voice, you've knocked upon the door, door of my heart and now I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to open that my heart up to you. And he comes in and he resides in you. And the Bible says here, a new creation, a new creation. That means that there is an old creation. Now i want to talk about this this is again i didn't want to bring this up now but i feel to now a new creation is a daily choice that we must be reminded of and the way we remind ourselves of being in a, a new creation is to spend time with jesus remember back at the crucifixion and just before the crucifixion when jesus was arrested you know peter went off and he was watching from a distance and there were people that recognized him and said you've been with Jesus do you think it was just that they recognized him or do you think that he walked differently do you think there was a presence about him he was concerned for Jesus rather than everybody else who was pointing their fingers and laughing he walked differently Ephesians chapter two, verses 19 and 21. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a temple, into a holy temple in the Lord. You see, to be with Jesus means that we live our lives in a different way. That that things may appear to be weird to people in the world. Have you ever grown up with something that you thought was normal, but the older you got, it was, looked a bit weird? <laughs> Does that make sense? <coughs> I would always get hand-me-downs, which is cool. Fine. Mum and Dad did was was doing their absolute best all the time, you know. I, and and I, you know, my brother Gary, who's unfortunately for him much shorter than I, so hand-me-downs kind of didn't work. <laughs> especially when I got taller, right? But I, you know, I looked up to Gary, now he looks up to me. <laughs> but I looked up to Gary as, as, you know, as he was like the cool, the cool brother, you know what I mean? You know, Sandra was cool, but she's the cool sister, but he was the cool brother, right? And so, so, so hand-me-downs didn't work too good. Like, but, but you know, you'd make them work because why? Your mum said, oh, it looks fine. It's fine for around the house. And then mum drag you up the shops while you're wearing the fine around the house clothes. And you suddenly realise that this is a bit weird, right? Like, I don't look... It, okay, so you don't look like everybody else, right? It's like, like that in church as a kid. When I grew up in church, let me tell you some of the norm things. The normal things in church was people speaking in tongues into the microphone (laughs) that was a normal thing now if you don't know what that is speaking in tongues is often when we are filled with the holy spirit and the holy spirit gives us a spiritual tongue to be able to speak and it's where where it's 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 ineligible um what's the word to others it sounds silly But to you, you know that your spirit is speaking directly with the spirit of God, okay? And so the gift of tongues was a normal thing. I don't know how many churches you've been into recently, but most of the churches I've been into, it's very rare that you hear anyone speaking in tongues. I'll tell you about another normal thing. When people got prayed for, they fell down on the ground. Not because they were pushed, but the Holy Spirit laid them down because, because God was wanting to do something in their life. What else happened? Um, people would come and weep in church, crying out. If there was a prayer meeting, you couldn't, you couldn't get there early enough that people were hungry to step into prayer and prayer that was just so fervent and people who were so, um, I'll use the word desperate for God to move either in their own life or on the behalf of somebody else's. There wasn't a great moan when somebody says, hey, we're gonna fast as a church. Some of these were normal things. Now, mind you, as normal things, I was sleeping under the chairs as well, right? (laughs) But these were normal things in a Pentecostal church. And you see, the unfortunate reality is what happens is the church is looking more like the world than looking like the church. And I'm not saying that we all have to be weird, right? we don't have to be weird but what I'm saying is is that we have to be real that if we are like Paul said to Timothy fanning the flame and the gift that is within our life then our lives are outwardly lived and displayed very differently because there are teenagers and there are people growing up in church that go that go you know, they talk about the power of God, but I just don't see it. This is why we celebrate testimony here. This is why we celebrate those active things that God is doing in our life. Are you with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So what I, I want to say to you today is there is a call to prayer. And I want to illustrate this to you in a way that is, important for us to recall 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 the things that god has done for you recall the times where your life was on the line and yet somehow you survived recall the times of when you sit down for a meal and you actually stop and just give thanks god i just thank you for this food i've seen missionaries sit down at uh, conferences and and they take five minutes to say grace i don't know about you and me but sometimes i get a bit impatient or get on with it come on i want to eat but you see there's this moment of where in in nations and countries that food isn't as prevalent they're just so much more thankful for it They're so much more thankful in this moment of thank you god that you have supplied this for me that You give me this food that I may eat and my body be sustained. You see, this is the issue of when we live out of our soul. And this is why, if we come back to John chapter 4, verses 23 and 4, he says, we must worship in spirit and in, what was it? Truth. Why truth? I, you know, if I was writing the Bible, if, if I was Jesus, you know, talking to that woman, I, I don't know why I would have said truth. I would have said something like worship with awesome drums or worship sacrificing more cows. Like that's what they did back then. I'm not trying to introduce some new theology here, okay? But no, Jesus said these two things worship in spirit and in truth. Far too often we worship out of our soul. I want you to hear me on this. Look at this. This is very, very important. You see, in our soul, we get caught up in our own emotions and our own will. Have you ever been to the movies and cried? You know, that, that movie, um, Will Smith, The Pursuit of Happiness. Bad boys. Oh. Bad boys. Yeah, that's it. One and two. No, I'm joking. The Pursuit of Happiness. You know, that's the story of, uh, based on a true story of an um, uh, um, uh, African-American um uh uh, father and son and he basically goes from you know in an apartment living on the street uh to getting a scholarship and uh and climbing into you know you know great supply and abundance and it is a real success story but you get to that and you i'm I'm just like a mess Oh, this is so beautiful this is such a great story (gasps) What, what's happening i'm watching a movie and my soul is being impacted it's very real to me right hello when you feel something it's real whether it's happiness whether it's sadness whether it's meh it's real you know i say to my kids how are you going Meh. okay what is that i don't know what that emotion is it doesn't compute in me so how was your day? meh Okay, those who worship me must worship in spirit and meh. (laughs) But you see, we can respond emotionally. God's not calling us to respond emotionally. He's calling us to respond from our spirit. What does that look like? What does that change in us? because our soul is i i i i remember our our soul our body is aware of our of our surroundings and our physical surroundings and our oh that's hot and you know and you know something smells good or something doesn't smell good our soul is aware of of those things uh, sorry our body is aware of the earthly things why because it came from the earth our soul is aware of i my needs my needs my needs my needs but our spirit suddenly becomes into this place of awareness of what the holy spirit is doing why because they he he, because he said we must worship in spirit and in truth as god is spirit so must we be spirit romans chapter 8 says for there 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 is now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus i almost want to say new creation no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus for those who are in christ jesus must live by the power of the spirit so their spirit is become more aware and sometimes it's difficult to talk about the spirit and the spiritual things because it's so hard to describe but do you know what it's so easy for god to awaken your spirit all you have to do is say god can you please awaken my spirit and by faith receive that and walk with those who are also carriers of a flame fanners of the flame because we have the responsibility to fan those flames amen in um, physical exercise there's a thing called active recovery and there's an article entitled by lauren badoski that uh, entitled why science says you should take more rest days who says amen to that right i just appealed to your soul (laughs) explains that many times when we work out when we work out not work out work out and exercise we don't benefit because we don't give our bodies time to recover from the inflammatory response that happens within our body the inflammatory response is that if you work a muscle as that muscle gets worked uh, there's tiny tears that appear in the muscle and then that's why you next day you go oh I'm a bit sore and what happens there is that your body starts to repair those tears as that muscle has been spent and therefore you get bigger muscles everybody go ooh, ooh. right so you get bigger muscles and it says here that Active recovery days, which is full of stretching instead of weightlifting, these recovery days are similar to taking a Sabbath from working while still leaving room to hang out or run errands. When we aren't consumed with the direct responsibilities of our jobs in our daily life, we are free to spend time with friends and family, to spend time in prayer or helping others. And this is why keeping a Sabbath or setting aside a day, a week, is so important. It won't stop you from being productive, but the active rest days allows for other opportunities to become a priority in your life. What do you think those other opportunities are that I'm trying to get at? Prayer. Spending time in worship allowing your spirit to be made alive you see i can challenge your soul but only you can choose to awake to to step into that moment of awakening in your spirit i can challenge your soul to say hey you know not seeing enough people at the prayer meeting i can challenge your soul to say you know You know, we've got to go deeper or wider or whatever uh, in worship. But friends, what I'm really trying to say is this. You need to connect with God more. You need to spend time with Jesus more. Because as you spend time in his presence, it is there that there is the Bible describes fullness of joy. Complete happiness. And so... During worship, <coughs> there are often these moments. So you remember during worship today, Anna was, Anna was leading and uh, she started to bring up songs, uh, say sing songs and words that were not on the screen. How many know that when we sing songs at church and they're up on the screen, it's not Christian karaoke? <laughs> we understand that? There's no bouncing ball. There's no no somebody not wailing out the front, trying to wrongly sing those amazing Michael Bolton notes. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, right? It's not Christian karaoke. This is worship. This is worship that enables you to sing along and step into that spirit-to-spirit connection with Father God. Okay? Now, often when we come times... Remember, you know, um, Shout to the Lord. Anybody know that song? My Jesus. I'll just use this one. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. Really quiet. I can't see you singing. This is not a solo moment right now. All right? I know that you were stunned at the quality of my voice, but, but, but let's just... My Jesus says by King. Okay, stop there. All right, this is a practical ex- explanation, right? And now let's say we get to the end of the song and there's a tag. So you'll see the worship leader do some sort of sign like this or a sign like that. And that says to everybody on the stage here that we're about to end this song in an epic, minor way. You ready? So it goes um, <coughs> um, Forever I love you, forever I stand. You can sing it with me, nothing. comes the Happens is this it's not just holy notes being played it's not just great words being sung what's happened here is that often as we go through those songs and the and the words are high the music is up and all of that and then we step into that moment with kind of the mood changes what is happening there is there is an invitation that as a congregation we can enter in to a deeper moment with jesus right and what happens is that you can start the bible puts it this way anybody read the book of psalms yeah. all right any every anybody reading through the book of psalms and then there's this funny word called selah right selah seller it's not sarah it's not jane it's selah okay so selah it's this moment it's stop and ponder on this stop and ponder and think about this meditate on this thing Right? Meditate on it. So, nothing compares to the promise I have. (coughs) Fly.
1: (coughs) (coughs) Promise I have. Nothing. And nothing compares to the promise. I'm so sorry, Lord, where I've forgotten your promises
0: nothing compares to the promise. i've got sickness attacking my body but your promise says lord that you heal i am healed in the name of jesus because nothing compares oh nothing compares to the promise and even if the worship team or the worship leader sits on that for the next 10 minutes I'll guarantee you'll have greater connection with God than a thousand shout-to-the-Lord choruses. Because what happens there is there is this invitation to engage with God in a new way. It's the fanning the flame. Because every single day we've got those things that try and take and distract us from the promises of God. And yet, we need those seila moments of where we press into, where we forget the. the, I love what Paul says: forget the former things, forget the things that so easily weigh us down, forget who's standing beside you, forget who's around you. Worship Him, because guess what? If you're too busy worrying about everybody around you, you're not worshiping in truth. You're fake. It's you're too worried about all those people around you. I know that might seem like a hard word and a challenging thing. But friends, the world needs to see that you're different. Be different. Be different. I am an animal when Richmond plays Carlton. (laughs) Round one. I am just like everybody else when i come to church i'm more of an animal here why because i want to see you press in to those moments and those encounters with jesus i want to see the holy spirit breathe in like the dedication of the temple of solomon where nobody could minister anymore because such was the presence of god in the room such was the presence of god in our hearts I can't wait to see when somebody comes in in a wheelchair and walks out pushing it. Friends, if I can appeal to your soul to get excited, maybe then your spirit will be awakened. Because this is this moment. This is this time. You ready? Here's another one.
1: The more I seek you, the more I find I find you, the more I find you, the more I love you, the more I love you, sing I want to sit, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe, feel your heart beat. This love is so
0: deep. This is a love song. How do you think Jesus feels when you start singing this to him? It's overwhelming. Hear the on a bit. Oh, oh, it's overwhelming, Lord. This is a sealer moment where you're pondering what you've just sung. You're and as a church, we go quiet in those moments. And listen, if that's what you sense to do, that's fine. But that's an opportunity right there where we join together and we stand up and we start to, oh Lord, we lift you up, oh God. It's not a moment for the worship leader just to have their little moment. This is our moment together, amen? And then we might finish a song. Oh, Jesus, you're just so good. That's not, us, that's not us anymore, church. Let me tell you, it is not us anymore. It is not us anymore. Why? Because Jesus said, those that worship me, much worship in spirit and truth. We don't tip God with a fiver. Uh, keep the change. Uh, that's okay. when we come into these moments, it's this opportunity. It's this opportunity to connect with the Spirit of God. I'm just gonna lay aside all the things of the week. Heck, I'm gonna even lay aside just the the things of this morning that was hard enough. And Jesus, I'm just gonna come before you When it's time to lift my voice, I'm gonna lift my voice. When it's time to come into surrender, it's time to come into surrender. Because Jesus, we come before you, and it's overwhelming. Your
1: presence, Lord, is overwhelming.
0: This seal our moment.
1: Overwhelm me with your heart, Lord. Overwhelm me with your spirit.
0: I just invite you to just open your hands right now and just say, Jesus, I want to worship you in spirit and truth. If you've received the gift of tongues, I'm just gonna invite you just to start. It's where your spirit connects with this very spirit of God. The gift of tongues that I've been given sounds something like this. And the sense that I get whenever I operate or I work the gift of tongues. Is my spirit is connecting with the very father heart of God? Then I can turn it into a song. Paul said that he wishes all would be continually talking in tongues. And that doesn't mean you go throughout your day just talking in tongues and hoping somebody's gonna understand the thing that you're saying. But what he's saying is stay continually connected to the Spirit of God. And if you have not yet received the gift of tongues, All you need to do is ask God for it. See, in this moment, I want to encourage you to be real with Jesus. That you step into that moment of where there's a presence of God, you sense the anointing. The anointing can, of, can be often be described as like this sense of expectancy. Expectancy just entered the room. Because there's this moment of engagement is this moment of intimacy with God. You see, in this moment, you see, weird things just don't seem weird anymore. Because it's different. to close in a word of prayer and we're going to finish up our online feed but I want to encourage you that when we come together at church let it be a reflection of your engagement with God during the week and when we come together and a worship leader says praise God We absolutely give it Him him our best. When somebody says, let's pray, be the first to get on your knees and pray. When somebody says, let's believe for healing power, be the first to say, I'll fast and pray about that. Because that's what a changed life looks like. That's what a life living and walking in power is. And I'll guarantee you this very one thing. Jesus said he'll be with you always. And wherever Jesus is, there is always fullness of joy. You can step into it. You can walk in in it. Can share it with others. Heavenly Father, right now, we just thank you for today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the way in which you've led us. Jesus, we want to be real. We want to worship you in spirit and truth. Forgive us, Father, where we've held back. forgive us for those moments where we have we've just brought it's not about bringing our best lord it's i just get a sense that it's not about bringing your best but it is about bringing what you have and so lord We bring what we have right now and we give of ourselves in this moment, Lord. I just get a sense that God's really wanting an invitation for you to step into peace. Somebody here that's been really struggling in areas of peace you, you know, you know who that is you know who you are is what I meant to say if that's you I'm not going to point you out this is not a moment of being uncomfortable but I want to introduce you to the Prince of Peace his name is Jesus He's the only one that I know that sleeps in a boat while the waves are crashing around. He's the only one that I know that says, <laughs> you can walk in the same peace. And I certainly know that he's the only one that can offer that. That same peace for us to walk in. So if that's you, I just invite you to say, Jesus, you are my Prince of Peace and I invite you into my life. I surrender my life to you, that I too would walk in that peace. You might wanna pray, the, say the words as I choose you, Jesus. I say yes. Father, in this moment right now, I ask that you would just continue to equip us. Help us be carriers of your presence. Help us in this moment of living changed lives. Help us, Holy Spirit, walk in spirit and in truth. Help us lift our lives as worship to you, wherever we are, Whatever we're doing, help us help others around us. As Jesus, we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to hand back to Julie.